following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I am ready for Christmas trivia, trivia as we joked before, Christmas tree. Trivia, the tree. Well. Oh, Tannenbaum. I heard that song. Who is that? Uh, Nat King Cole who sings it all in German. It's beautiful. Oh, I had not heard yeah. that. Mm. Well, I just want to ask, in Nothing for Christmas, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. What insect was the sugar bowl full of? And this would not surprise you. Uh, well, it does. I, uh, a bowl weevil came to mind. I don't know why. But uh, um, I don't know, flies or something. That's close. Fleas. But if, it, if it's <laughs> fleas. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm Aunt June to my nieces. <laughs> aunts? Oh, yes. You see, I oh, say oh, aunt. Yeah, aunt. For my part of the oh, time, I say aunt. aunt. So I would have oh. never gotten it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, since you say aunt, I can't imagine. That's very flucy, by the way. I'm so impressed. Um, well, I, <laughs> um, what Golden Gate City's Union Square is decorated annually with 16 Irish yew trees, Y-E-W trees? Mm -hmm. Golden Gate City. Is that San Francisco? Well, that would be San Francisco. Right. Yes, the Golden Gate Bridge is there, of course. And um, there was the last ghost. <clears throat> uh -huh. What was the last ghost called in the famous book, A Christmas Carol? The Ghost of Christmas Future. Yet to come is oh, yes, right. Oh, that's right, that's right. No, 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 that, that, that is future. So, yes, yes. And that's the modern translation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a crooner known for singing um, The Secret of Christmas. Uh, when, you think, when you say crooner, I think of Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra. Or am I getting close? You're, they're friends, yes. Dean Martin. And another friend, too, <laughs> oh. yes. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Vale. Uh, you're, you're, it's almost a bingo. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on those now. Bing. Again, almost a bingo. <laughs> Bing Crosby, that's it. Yes, there you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes people think, well, I don't know anything about this. Well, and... Um, what country has Aubang become known for its figurines and crib scenes? Would that be France or Switzerland? Switzerland. And if it and weren't if it Switzerland. Were not, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know you were just trying to think about other Did that come you, weren't, well? you weren't being discriminatory okay. no okay France. someone well okay uh, 
what is served for breakfast in Albania? I have been to Albania. It was considered uh, the most com- the most atheistic country in the world. Mm. And for 50 years, people could not come in or go out. And I remember saying our material was being used and phenomenally. And um, this is after the fall of the Iron Curtain. And um, it was extraordinary. So I'm just letting you know. If, do, you, do you want to know where Albania is located? Because I said, I don't even know where where it is. Well, How can I... Do you know uh, a way to say where Albania is? I'm not familiar, but after that, could you tell me what you had for breakfast? <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to answer the question. No, where, where is it? Well, think of where Italy is in the boot. Okay. Italy has the shape of a boot. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to the right, it's a C. Uh, and then to the right, it's Albania. The okay. reason most people don't know where it is is because people couldn't get in or get out. Okay. Uh, and and uh, it was phenomenal, the number of people who came to Christ, salvations. And I... for. For a while, I was thinking, am I saying this wrong? Because this is so many when I would present the plan of salvation. I was there for a week doing programs. And then wow. also this same entity um, and uh, an incredible woman who uh, she, she calls me her spiritual director. And that hmm. I corrected her theology. Well, you know, she didn't have that much of a choice. Anyway, um uh, then she started uh, uh, television programs in Kosovo. So just letting you know, we have ministry there. Our material right. is in Albanian. Um, and uh, so what is served for breakfast in Albania on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Is it pancakes or codfish? I was, oh, I was going to say pancakes, but codfish sounds right. And since you were going with your first choice... Always go with the first. (laughs) Go with your gut. (laughs) Well, that's what they often say. And there's a last one. Who wrote the mystery of the adventure of the Christmas pudding? It's Uh, a mystery. Alfred Hitchcock. No, no, no. Uh, Oh, I was going to say Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Maybe get this one tomorrow. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend something to you. A lot of people start the new year with new uh, resolutions, which are um, unfortunately often broken, but we want to give you a new habit for the new year. This would be a great start for uh, this 31-day interactive devotional we have called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and each night's caller on Hope of the Night receives a copy of this, their own personal copy of it, but it is a a great guide there to do exactly what the title says, just to see yourself as God sees you, because how you view yourself can have a profound effect on your everyday living, and it's important that you know your true identity as a child of Christ. This will help you to do that. It's very easy to do, only two or three pages per uh, per day, and you can go through that and uh, spend really on something like this, you can spend as much time or as little time as you'd like to and, and really look through and answer the questions that are there on each day and uh, and uh, look up the scriptures and try to even memorize those scriptures. It would be helpful. But again, the 31-day interactive devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes and our customer support team would be happy to send you your copy. Just order from them at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Let's get to our caller for tonight and this evening. We welcome from New York. She listens to us online. and We have tonight Rachel. Well, hello, Rachel. So glad you've joined us. How can we help you? Hi, good evening. Um, So I, I... I actually had called because I went through a situation where I lost my partner um, about a week or so ago um, due to an overdose. Um, And, you know, we had a whole family, and and it's been a very difficult time, especially with the holidays coming up and, and, you know, one of my daughter's birthday as well coming up on 24th. And um, it's just been too much going on at this moment. Oh my goodness. So how many children do you have? Um, we have two in common and I have two from a previous um, relationship wow. and yes. Okay, so are they all together? 
Yes. Do they let you all? So there are four little ones, young ones that you have. Is that yes. is that correct? Mm. Yes. I am so sorry for your loss, and it it hurts my heart when uh, I'm I'm sure um, it's so painful when it's to an overdose. So so you you so wish that uh, there could be intervention, but it's, there's no opportunity anymore. Isn't that true? Right. So, how can I help you? What would be helpful to you? To me, it's just, um, this is my first time experiencing this kind of grief um, of losing someone, especially to to that, you know, to an overdose, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it was such a sudden thing. Um, and now, going through the grief, he was, like, basically my only support. Um, we each other's support, and now mm-hmm. he's gone. And then now I feel, you know, at moments I feel very lost. Um, and I just yes. don't want to know how to, how to go about each day. Mm. I'm going to mention something. I'm thinking of several people who have gone through the loss of someone very endeared. Um, And have you been uh, in, in an active member of a church where even the children have a place to go and there are leaders who help. Um, have, have you have you been a part of a church? Um, I haven't um, honestly been a part of a church um, uh-huh. for quite some time. <laughs> um, and, and since I have moved um, uh, from boroughs, I honestly have not been uh-huh. a part of a church since. Well, I'm going to, the, the only reason I want to mention this to you is the grief that you must go through. The Bible says there's a time to grieve, a time to mourn. Well, when, how long had you known your partner? Um, we knew each other since we were 11 years old. Um, but we have been together for a period of four years. Okay, so you've been together for four years, okay. And did you have, uh, what I will say, a close relationship? Yes, we um, we had a very close relationship up until um, the situation with the addiction. I... I I did not know what how to help him. Um, honestly, I just it became frustrating to the extent where it um, created a lot of uh, back and forth issues. Um, mm. And when you know, I, I was the one that found him along with mm. EMS in my apartment when I came home. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, um, we had been in an argument. Wow. 
are are you feeling any type of I'm going to say guilt, uh, personal blame? I do. I often ask myself why I didn't come home before. You know why? You know why I should have had a louder argument to come up again. Um, you know, maybe I should have done something else, and I just don't know what else that I did not do right, or I didn't, you know, what else was missing, or what I missed um, to help him, or to, to be there for him, and, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that wouldn't have happened. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Would, would he have been his better self had he not had the addiction? Yes. He is always a, a good person. He's very kind-hearted, very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, w- without that, he, you know, he, he, his priorities, he knew what his priorities were. And, it, and you know, he was an overall great person. But when mm-hmm. he started his, you know, the addiction stepped in and he started using it kind of um, took him away from us. It was, it was like a mm-hmm. whole uh, 10 steps back and and that's what started creating the problems between us. <clears throat> well, very candidly, Rachel, um, when someone has what you're describing, an addiction, what was he addicted to, by the way? So at the hospital, they had informed me that he was he had an overdose on opiates. Opiates, yes. Um, so many lose their lives, uh, and and they know it's a risk. Um, I've never talked to anyone who has an addiction to know uh, to to, to uh, be unaware that it is risky. Um, there are so many deaths. And so what I'm hearing is you were trying to help him. You're trying yes. to reach out so that he could uh, face whatever he needed to face to get off of an opiate. Um, it, uh, it is tragic, and, and I, I hear that, and, and I understand you're hurt, but I want you to, to look logically because emotionally you're you're wounded you're hurt because he didn't have to die it's not like he right. had uh, heart failure of caused just by virtue of the living of life uh, or it's not like um, his his whole being uh, caved in uh, out of nowhere I mean you already know what the reason was and you were and this is this is important would he want you to feel guilty about a decision that he alone made would he want you to feel guilty no okay so i think the important thing is to look at the truth the truth is you knew it was harming the relationship with your family, your your little family. And yet, that's the nature of an addiction. An addiction uh, is, I'm going to say it this way, it's this compulsive 
I have to have this. It's the most important thing in my life. And I'll do whatever I need to do to continue on. Now, that's the nature of it. It could be an addiction not to any drug. There are many other addictions. There are, there are food addictions, there are sex, sex addictions, all kinds of addictions. But when someone is prioritizing the uh, object of their addiction, whatever it is, uh, always the, the loved ones are minimized, uh, turned away from, they are forgotten, or they're just not priority. And so I'm just saying that is normal, and I, it would be wrong for you. In fact, it would, it would hurt your children for you to be taking the blame for something that he chose to do when you knew it was hurting the relationship that he is supposed to have with the children. Is that not true? Okay, so grief is normal. Grief is a process. It's, um, in fact, the deeper the emotional attachment to the person who has died, the deeper the grief. And grieving has no set time frame. It can last for months. It can last longer. But God longs to heal our hearts when we are filled with grief. Uh, In the Bible, we read, and this is Jesus who is speaking. Jesus said, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. And what this is about is he knew he was going to be crucified. And he tried to tell his his disciples that he he told them, and they did not want to hear this. Um, And yet he said, you will grieve, but it's like later your grief will turn to joy. In other words, there's another end of the story. The end is not... In, in hurt and pain. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, Plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, you can give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the right resources for you. We have keys for living on alcohol and drug abuse, breaking free and staying free. Also, we have resources on on grief. It's called Living at Peace with Loss. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Maybe something's going on in your life and you'd like some insight there. You'd like to talk with June about that on the program. Please call us at 800-917. We welcome your call. We'd like to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-644-4817. And we look forward to uh, hearing from you. Let's get back to our conversation now with Rachel. Well, uh, my friend, when you described the situation of the loss of your uh, partner, one of the things that I want to make very clear to you is what I'm hearing from you, that you were trying to help him. You were trying to help him get off of it. It becomes a deadly drug. And uh, opioids uh, are, are devastating to individuals, to families. And um, so every time you begin to feel guilty, you need to say, I need that. And you can say, I've been told I need to deal with the truth. The truth is I was trying to help him get off a drug that was only uh, hurting him. And, but again, addiction is, uh, is something that, now many people overcome addictions, but they need to be committed to say, I, I'm, I'm willing to change because I know this is wrong. Now, unfortunately, that's not where he was. But what I'm saying to you is you won't be helping your children if you carry what I call false guilt. False guilt. 
um, you did not, well, I'm going to say this. Do you believe that the argument that you had over his addiction, do you believe that that caused his death? Um, I, I don't. Um, Good. However, at moments during my point of missing him, I feel like it has, but... Um, he, he was using even when we were not in a bad space. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was, you know, I, I feel like although we were in a good space, he was still going to use it. Yes. So I want you to hold on to that truth. Um, false guilt people can live with and have, but it's not See, let let me say something about guilt. Guilt that I call true guilt is the result of wrong choices. Um, The Bible calls it sin. Sin is anything that is outside of the will of God. And that we, we are supposed to feel guilt when we choose wrong and willfully choose wrong. In fact, I'm going to tell you a prayer that I prayed for, that I periodically have prayed, and that is, God, don't let me get away with anything. Meaning, I don't want to do something that I I know is wrong and then keep doing it. And I've asked God to not let me stay choosing wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, true guilt, by the way, is something we all should have. Now, many people think, oh, why would anybody want to have guilt? Well, it's not that we start out wanting to feel guilty, but we want to live our way. I'm going to do what I want to do, even if it goes against God's will. Now, what what does God have to do with this? Well, the wonderful thing is God created you. He created your children. He is the author of life, and he is all-powerful. Now, what I'm saying is when we live here on earth, the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned our own way. It's I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. But that's not best. The best of all is to say, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do because he can literally in I'm going to use the term kind of an unusual term but he can pour into your mind how to think in a right way um, in fact he the, the God is um, the father the Father God, there's God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. 
They're called three-in-one. And the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Christ counsels us in the way we should go. And God, who is all-powerful, who knows all, he knows all the decisions you, my friend, will be encountering. Tell me the ages of your children. Um, the four, all four. So my, uh, ten, nine, uh, two years old, and one year old. Wow. Okay. So, do you believe that you will maintain custody of his two children? Yes. Okay. So, when you look at your future, you have an awesome responsibility, don't you? Yes. With the children. Well, one thing that is clear, you don't know everything. No human being does, but God does. God, who is... He, God created the universe, and he created human beings. And he wants a relationship with us. You said that um, uh, you, and I know you've not been in church uh, for a long time. Uh, were you ever actually a part of a church? Uh, no. Okay. Well, what I know... At one time, I became a youth director. There were 600 in our our junior high division right after I uh, had graduated from college. And I was told, you are going to be our junior high director. I saw kids, young people, um, 7th grade, 8th grade, 9th grade. They... Uh, Many of them, for the first time, were coming to church, and they were learning what God said. In fact, I, uh, I had been in a church. Now, I didn't know anything about the Bible, and the, I ended up being in a church that taught all these things that I had never heard before. And it was fascinating. But see, from my perspective... Having been on a church staff, there are all kinds of things that can help families when you're in a good church. And I'll tell you what I'm calling a good church. It's one that helps us know God in a personal way through the Bible. Do you even have a Bible? I actually, yes, I do have one. Okay. Well, I can remember having one, but I'd never opened it. And I was 15 when I finally opened up a Bible, and I didn't, didn't even know anything about it. And, uh, and by the way, how did you happen to know about our program, this program called Hope in the Night? I actually um, had one of um, a friend of mine who uh, listens to you, and he encouraged me to 
call. Um, and I did actually hear along with him um, one of, um, uh, it was sometime last week. I was uh-huh. actually on the phone listening to you along with my friend over the phone. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a good friend. Is that right? Yes. Yes, okay. Well, Rachel, um, there are times when we can receive help, and help can come in many forms. But um, my thought is, because of you wanting to do the best you can in regard to, to your children. Is that right? Do I, do I have that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so you love your children. Um, what I know is, I know many people who, for the first time, started going to church because of their children. In fact, I had a dear, dear friend years ago. I never will forget. She had, she was not going to church at all. But then when she had children a certain age, she, she told her husband, I think we need to get involved in a church. And it made all the difference in the world. Uh, now, the issue wasn't going to a physical church. Um, what I'm saying is it began when she went to this church she heard a message that she had never heard before and that is that God loved her God had a plan for her life the creator God who has a plan for her he, he says I know the plans I have for you this is God speaking I know the plans I have for you Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a, and a future. So see, he has a good plan. He has a positive plan. And our challenge is, will we humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior? What that means, Lord means you let him be a master. He, you, you, you turn control over to him. And then, I remember, I'd never heard of any of this, but that Jesus can come and live in your heart. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt, a ministry of hope for the heart, and we're here to offer God's truth for today's problems. Uh, we appreciate your prayers and continued support of this ministry. Thank you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they can help you access the resources you need. We have keys for living on grief. It's called uh, living at peace with loss, and that and uh, so many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. We also have the uh, resource called Choosing a Church, if you'd like just kind of a handy guide on uh, picking out the right church that is uh, nearby you and uh, finding some of the marks of uh, what would be considered a good, healthy church. We'd like to help you get that. So that resource, again, called Choosing a Church, and customer support will help you with that at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Now back to our conversation with Rachel. Well, Rachel, I'm going to share something with you that's personal. When I was um, in a family growing up, we had a lot of pain because of decisions um, that my parents made. And Later, um, I was, there were people that cared about me who eventually um, encouraged me to be in a wonderful church. And I saw leaders and I saw um, a number of kids that were just, uh, they, they, inspired me. I didn't know the Bible at all, but I remember there was the first scripture I ever kind of took to my heart that that um, I kind of personalized. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I 
I just had not been exposed to God and the truth. And I started um, as a teenager choosing to go to church. And I can't tell you the difference it made. I didn't talk to anybody about my pain. I don't think I could have gotten words out. That came much later. But what I'm saying is, uh, and I, I'll, I'm just going to say this. I have a brother a year older and then two younger sisters. And um, they would all tell you if they were here with me that the participation in a biblically-based church where the Bible was really taught and the activities for us as kids was huge. In fact, um, I, I heard my two sisters say the other day, uh, it was um, our emotional salvation because we had a lot of pain growing up. Is that making sense to you, what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And all, all churches are not equal, but I'm just saying to you that the, there's a scripture that says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, meaning being in a fellowship, uh, a, I'm calling it a fellowship, it's being with others. But I think down the road, um, at some point, this would be one of the wisest things you could do for your children as well as for you. And now, I, I understand you were never really a part of a church, so that's not been your pattern but that's true with a lot of people. They don't start, you know, they, they can't help what they don't have initially. Um, but then as an adult, you're the one who can choose for your children what is going to be in their best interest. And this is where I have talked with many young parents who would say, I, I realized that we needed wisdom as a young family. We needed wisdom, and I chose not to go alone, to live life alone, separated. So I want you to truly think about that. But the most important thing is this. The Bible says God so loved the world, and the world means you. You're in the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him, and that means to rely on him, to entrust your life to him, to them he gave eternal life. Eternal life. What that means is God's plan is that we would 
live here on earth in a positive way dependent dependent on him this is not a negative addiction this is I'm going to do what God planned for me to do and what he plans is that we yield our will to his will we yield our life to his life and the Bible says and I never will forget reading this and I'm telling you what was a surprise to me I read a scripture that says it's Christ in you the hope of glory well I didn't know what the hope of glory meant but I didn't I, I, it's Christ in you I thought I, I, I know something about Jesus had come to earth from heaven and he lived on this earth and I did believe that I'd heard about that um, but I never heard anything about Christ in you and it took me a number of months to be willing to do this but to literally humble my heart and receive him Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior giving him control of my life is that something you've ever thought about doing yes it, it, it is something I have thought you, so you have thought about it yes. well you know I cannot think of anything more important than right now you've got You've got your future. You're a young woman, I gather. How old are you? 34. 34. Okay, sweetheart, you have lived about one-third of your life, and you've got two-thirds more to go. Do you believe that you need wisdom to know how to make all the decisions that will be on your shoulders? Okay, good. I know I need wisdom because we don't know everything, but God does. And it's not just wisdom. What he wants to do is to come into our lives to change us inside out. Now, again, I didn't know this, but then once I started reading the Bible, the Bible, by the way, I remember, I remember asking a question. I said, well, who wrote the Bible? Well, the, God did. He, he wanted to communicate to us, and he used human scribes. He, he used human beings to impart what he wanted us to know. And so the Bible you have, by the way, can, can you understand the Bible that you have, or is the language a bit archaic? I actually can understand that I've um, I've not really continuously read it, but I flipped okay. over some pages and I was able to understand. Okay, good. Well, what I'm wanting to pose to you is um, 
the Lord actually can heal your hurt. Um, in in the book of Psalms 30, uh, verse 2, we read, The Lord my God, uh, I called to you for help, and you healed me. And, sweetie, um, he knows how to heal your broken heart. When I later was hurting because of family difficulties, then I saw a scripture that became so important to me. Um, and it it's uh, Psalm 34, 18, where it says, He heals the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And, sweetheart, you do need to have a healed heart. That will come in time. And he it says he healed the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe that God wants you to come into a relationship with him? Okay, are you willing to pray a prayer to receive Jesus to come into your heart and to yes. have a relationship with him? Are you yes. willing to do that? Let, let, I'm so glad. There are people right now praying for you who are listening. Would you just pray after me? God, I need a real relationship with you. I need a real relationship with you. I need healing for my heart. I need healing for my heart. And I need wisdom. And I need wisdom. Jesus, I understand that you are the Lord, the Lord God. Jesus, I understand that you are the Lord God. I'm asking you to come into my life. I am asking you to come into my life. Change me inside out. Change me inside out. And make me the person you created me to be. And make me the person you created me to be. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving all my sin. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. Because I'm giving my whole life to you. Because I'm giving my whole life to you. We will send the keys for living called grief, living at peace with loss. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep this program on the air, to keep those resources going out, and uh, touch lives as we have uh, tonight here on the program. We would love to hear from you, and you can uh, give to uh, us at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you 
Hang on to hope. <laughs>